Welcome back to Reach Teach Talk. We are running a series of mini podcasts with various leaders in educational technology. And today I'm pleased to bring on as a guest, Mr. Hamish McKenzie from the UK. He has been a 10 year teacher, 10 years, not tenured, but 10 year teacher. And he also works with schools all around England and helping to promote digital literacy among their faculty and in their school communities. Currently, Hamish is the director of technology as well at Royal Hospital School for years 11 through 17. And we're going to talk about how this sudden change to remote learning and remote teaching has does not necessarily mean giving up what you've built in terms of your relationships in the classroom. It does not mean that you've given that you that you suddenly had your trust, the trust is at risk, or the connection is weaker, or this this feeling of hope has been challenged. It has been challenged but it doesn't mean that it is um, hopeless. And in fact, there are, in this conversation, there will be some hope-filled uh, examples that Hamish will be sharing with us to help those of us who are adjusting to this new world of teaching. And it's been such a whiplash kind of speed in which this has happened. In fact, uh, in, in the UK, today is the first day of the two people or less stipulation uh, from parliament saying, you know, we are housebound here. We are not able to leave the house. Um, except for just to run groceries. So Hamish is uh, giving up his time and also sharing his housebound existence with us today, um, as many of the viewers and listeners are also sharing in this housebound existence in these unusual times. So Hamish, I just want to say without much further ado, welcome, and I'm so happy that you've taken the time to meet with us on Reach Teach Talk. I'm really happy to be here and I've been a big fan of listening to your podcast uh, for the last few months and we were sad that you couldn't come and talk to our staff recently but uh, you know we've all been affected by this coronavirus and uh, it's great to continue the conversation over the web and uh, yeah share our experiences and, 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 and try to uh, give a little bit of analysis of the current situation which is unprecedented in, in, in every way um, and we are seeing kind of tectonic plate shift in terms of society and economy and, and, and no more so than in education. So um, yeah it's great to be here and I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing some of our experiences and um, yeah learning from you as well. Hamish, I, I just, you know, to reiterate, your background is, is certainly as a technology expert and a helper, a, an instructor, a mentor, um, and somebody who's really, really worked with teachers um, on the one-to-one -one interface and in groups and helping them make this uh, transition, not just in these current times, but as I said before, in your career um, for years. And maybe we can just start from there. What would you, what would you advise in terms of your, the, the teachers listening and watching today? what can what can be some words of hope from you in terms of you know i suddenly have to make this shift and and how do i do this in a way that doesn't lose the human nature the relational nature in my classroom okay sure so i think i'd probably start with um, what i always say to staff at the start of term when we do our address which is um that the most important people in, in the room are the teachers um as a school we're, we we invest heavily in technology we've been ipad one-to-one -one for quite a long time we, we, we've gone full cloud with 365 and you know personally i train people on all, all kinds of different platforms but the the debate is often about the technology and really um i always lead out with saying it's about the teachers the most valuable people in the room are those teachers everything else in the school supports those teacher pupil student relationships and whatever we can do to make those um, you know deeper more meaningful more impactful and um you know essentially that is the core of what schools do and what educators do um, but in my mind technology is a fantastic enabler um, of those relationships 
And um, clearly, whilst none of us would want to be in the situation at the moment of uh, a UK lockdown or um, schools having to close their gates, they're very strange places, schools, when they've got no children in them. Um, you know, this is where we are. And so we have to innovate, we have to adapt, and we have to leverage some of the tools we've got available to maintain human relationships and to maintain that connection with our students, who I would argue need us now more than ever. Um, and, you know, there are so many great ways of doing this. Um, you know, we can talk about different platforms and different tools and pedagogies, but ultimately it's about those children knowing that there's people who care for them on the other end of the line, um, that those staff feel supported in innovating and, and trying out new things. What can you say to teachers who are saying like, oh, but what if I make a mistake or what if my students judge me or, or how, how much give do these students tend to have the adolescents? Yeah, I think that's a really great point. One of, so we've been planning um, a lot for the last, uh, uh, well, certainly three weeks, but um, uh, particularly in the last week, about how we can make the environment as comfortable as possible for staff to innovate. And one of that is by getting, a, getting agreement from all the children to say that whatever goes on a online lesson will not be published or republished anywhere. Um, we have a digital license approach where uh, for students to access our curriculum, they have to pass a digital license. And it's essentially, it's just a multi-choice multi um, set of questions, but it shows our expectations of them um, online and um, it, it mirrors the kind of behaviors we would expect offline. Um, but we essentially put, it, put an appendix on that, which is just a little Microsoft form, which said, you know, we're gonna really try and keep this school going, but we need you to know that there's gonna be no republishing of this stuff, no screenshots, no sharing, because otherwise it's just gonna increase the anxiety of everyone, both those students putting their hands up in the class and the teachers trying to innovate and getting it wrong. And um, our, our students have been fantastic. They all came straight back and said yes. And what's been really encouraging has been actually um, sometimes those sparky characters who, uh, you know, can be a little, a little challenging to control in lessons have been brilliant online. And, you know, you're hearing uh, uh, meaningful conversations, respectful conversations, uh, listening to the teacher, supporting the teacher when they can't upload things. Um, I can sit in on some of the lessons remotely. It's one of the things I do. And uh, it's just great, you know, because you can chirp in and go, you know, can you just help so upload that? And someone will say, right, I'll do it. And they'll, and they'll literally step through the steps talking to the teacher about how to upload a particular you know, image or whiteboard resource or something like that. And it's just brilliant. You know, you start to get uh, that, you know, that, that class vibe back that you might have in a classroom, but you're seeing it in, a, in, an, online, um, in an online space. So I think to answer your point, um, the students have been absolutely fantastic. Admittedly, we're only on day two. Um, and one of the one of the uh, things we did was that we, we taught remotely for three days of last week. So even though we had the students in front of us, we were teaching remote lessons so that if there was a problem, one of them could get up and come and sit next to the member of staff and come and help them. Or they could call me or one of my colleagues and we could come down and support them with a workflow. And it also meant we could do all the troubleshooting beforehand so that we knew the system, um, the system was going to hold when when uh, when we rolled it out this week. We were just praying that Microsoft had enough resource behind it so that the uh, <laughs> service didn't fall over. But they haven't, and it's and it's so far so good. Yeah, the, the, the students have been great. You know, I think if you put your trust in them, if they see that you're human, if they see that yes, you're getting things wrong, but you're trying and you're giving it a go, and you haven't washed your hands of them, they're going to give you so much rope, and they're going to be appreciative and supportive of um, everything you're trying to do for them. There's something about the level of empathy being heightened, perhaps, because these students are seeing teachers. Who, I mean you know, all the students understand, like the teachers are out of their element as well. And, and ironically, the teachers are dipping into their world in a sense. Um, not that it's 100% and 0%, but it is, you know, this is the world that these uh, digital natives have grown up in now. And, uh, and the teachers um, who may or may not be digital natives 
are dipping into that world. And I, I appreciate very much um, hearing the, this, this optimistic kind of view that you're sharing about the yeah. student resilience and the student acceptance of uh, teachers who may be less than perfect as they get their sea legs. And also the importance of schools like yours that have been able to take some training days beforehand and, and just being able to walk through with their tech staff and their, you know, just the collegial help and support that has been well established. Um, I'm thinking, Amish, about the fact that we are about two thirds of the way into the academic school year. And this idea of um, the, the emulating the classroom uh, in a remote way this this is there anything that you've seen that teachers do um to make sure that kind of the classroom ethos uh you, you were talking earlier about kind of a school contract contract kind of thing um with students you know we will not screenshot we will not record but obviously that was not part of the deal in the uh in the beginning of school in the real classroom the brick and mortar classroom so has there have you seen any um kind of tools or strategies that teachers have been able to use to sustain the uh, the ethos of their specific classroom in this remote yeah. atmosphere? So I think there's a few things there. We've designed our program around five core pedagogies. So we've looked at what are the core things that teachers need to do um, remotely or, you know, methodologies that they rely on day in, day out in their classrooms. How can we allow them to still happen? Because if we can allow them to still happen, we'll maintain the ethos and it won't become uh, something entirely new. So we were looking at um, first thing is this relationship idea. So you can have uh, video, audio, text-based communication, um, that students can talk to teachers, teachers can talk to students, and we can both talk to the group. You know, that's quite important. Um, we've kept, um, you know, whiteboard work is really important piece, you know, we could call it chalk and talk, but it's still an important pedagogy, the fact that people are writing on the board and that they're talking over the top of it. So we use a Microsoft whiteboard app for that and, and the styluses and the iPad and that's working really nicely with screencasting. Um, yeah, we've got resource sharing, so we want to, we want um, staff to be able to assure it, share PowerPoints, Google Slides, you know, whatever uh, methodology they want to do it. We're currently in a in a Microsoft environment, but you can just as easily do this in a in a Google environment. Um, so we want them to be able to share their resources and also talk over them. It's no good just giving the resources a passive thing. Off you go and do that task for the next two months. It's about yeah, let's have a look at this slide. What do people think about this graph? What does the um, relationship between these two things can, can you know? Can you expand upon that? Can you pick on a student and ask them? So it's actually trying to keep those teaching. Uh, workflows going and and by doing that you maintain the ethos and you maintain the class dynamic and of course there's going to be some bubbling and there's going to be some people making jokes and doing things but as teachers we're used to that aren't we and, and you know you can you you can manage that dynamic and actually that's so much better than putting out there something which is a one-way communication because it's a video feed and that's all you can do and you're scared that it might end up on youtube and it might be you might be ridiculed by your you know, your peers or the Twitter community, um, if you can make it a meaningful two-way dialogue, then actually I would argue you're really maintaining that community and you're really maintaining that ethos. And I think further to that in a big school, so we're not that big, we're 750 students. Um, it's about maintaining the normality. So we're going to run assemblies through teams. We're going to have, um, you know, our, 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 our management structures are going to run through it so that we can still keep videos going. We can still keep face-to-face um, -face dialogue. We're, we're doing things like recording the sounds of the school. So we have like a bell that rings and we have, you know, canteen and stuff like that. So we've got a bit of an audio library that we can drip out into this so that maybe two weeks down the line when students are feeling like, actually, I'm a bit bored of this isolation thing, we can drop in some of those kind of uh, 
hints actually you know here's a little bit of school here's a bit of there here's a bit of that and and we're hoping that that will maintain the ethos and maintain the togetherness and um sometimes it's just silly little ideas that can that can make people feel connected you know like the power of a childhood smell you know something like that it's something takes you back doesn't it um so we're working up some kind of creative ideas like that where we can where we can keep um keep the ethos going even though we're uh we're, we are two meter isolated from each other that I love that uh, just the, the idea of adding the texture of the school because we you you were broadening this from the classroom to the school environment as well and for the 750 students and for all the faculty members too who are also missing um, you know kind of school sick right not homesick but school sick um, is is to hear the chimes and to to hear the sounds and all of that is wonderful we we have a there's a head teacher at the school that I'm on the governing board of in Soho in in London who um, at primary school and she has been uh, r basically running morning assembly by herself, but videoing it and, and sharing it with the right. And, and she's at the school and she's, she's just sharing, you just get a sense of how empty a school feels. And you and I were chatting before uh, we hit record about what a school, a school feels kind of wonky when there's nobody in there. It's, it's, there's something unusual about a school without its students and faculty. It's, it's a very odd um, kind of energy. So, uh, to share that as a way of saying, look at the difference you make just by you, by being part of this community. It's about community. Over. And I think also, it's, I mean, coming back to the kind of wider point, it's this, it's, you keep coming back to this kind of human connection. It's about recognizing that the students are more than just what you see in front of you when they're, when they're there. And in a classroom, we're quite used to the kind of power dynamic, however individual teachers want to want to run their classrooms. But you suddenly kind of atomize that when it becomes remote and, and you've got these children who still you know still want guidance and still want those connections but they're completely separate and for example this morning we were running uh, i was running a coding lesson um uh, you know remotely and we were doing some uh, uh swift playgrounds and the, and the students were going through and it was lovely seeing their progress but then i suddenly thought you know what it's this beautiful spring morning here we've been hit by this isolation this countrywide um kind of diktat that we've all got to stay inside and i said look guys it's brilliant let's just get our iPads up and let's take a picture out the window. I want you to try and embody spring out the window. We're going to have cameras facing outwards and we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to try and connect on what we can see out our windows and we're going to annotate over the top of it. Tell us the things that you can see, what's in your world, what's going on at the moment. And it was just incredible. You know, within, within about two minutes, we had 20, 24, 25 photos coming back of, what they were you know what they were looking at what was their world that morning and you know the different views out of different windows and how that related to all of the context of that individual was just so interesting and they were so lovely to each other when they when they when they shared them and talked about them and uh you know we could suddenly get the conversation very positive and we're talking about spring and what we're looking forward to and and growth and uh uh yeah we could start commenting on different things and it was it was just really really interesting and it, and it went from what would have been a traditional uh, lesson where we were progressing through some some kind of uh, computing exercises in, into something which was much deeper and uh, spoke to more than just the teacher student it was actually much more about the group dynamic and the uh, the fact we all realized each of us was going through our own um, our own sense of isolation so it was um, it's those kind of things where you, you you know you reset what 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 it means to to have a classroom running um, and aren't we lucky that we've got the technology that we can do this? And, and this is not, um, you know, this is not out the reach, out, out the reach of anyone. You know, if, if they can do it. I'd love for you to actually, as a way of giving an example of atomizing the power dynamic, which by the way, that's a quote that I'm, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to have to use that in the future. I just think that that is such a great example of what this is, what this platform is doing is atomizing the power dynamic. Could you share the story about the 70 year old physics teacher? Because I think it's such a great one. 
so part of our training has been so we've been planning for this for about three weeks uh, we didn't think it would come quite as quite as um, fast as it came in the end but um so we rolled out teams which is a microsoft platform and um we've been using the ipads with it and we got um we decided to close the school three days early internally by um teaching remote lessons um uh, with the children in front of us so that if there was a problem they could put their hand up they could ask if they could support the teacher in going to do something and then we were running surgeries at lunchtime where staff would come and help and as i say this uh, senior member of the common room um came up and said you know I've, I've, I've done this lesson hamish what do you think of it and this and 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 there she was she was doing a, a light refraction uh, experiment it was being filmed on the ipad she was talking over the top and uh, she she said she thought she sounded much posher on the uh, on the uh, on the recording than she did in real life but she was so uh, pleased with herself and her students were so great in, in filming it and it goes to show you know if you can do it at 70 year, 70 years old at the end of your career um, when you should probably be thinking about you know the own risk to your own health with corona uh, uh, and actually she's, she's learning she's in that growth mindset um, that we talk to our students about and I think it's such a powerful thing when students see their teachers putting themselves out of their comfort zone and, and, and embodying that growth mindset which we want our children to be and we don't want them to be these kind of passive recipients of knowledge we want them to be uh, thinking inquisitive experimenting trying getting it wrong picking themselves back up having another go at it and you know that's what we're seeing our staff do at the moment and i just think more power to them it's it's, it's, it's fantastic seeing the innovation that can come if you if, if, if you set a set a structure a strategy and just support people just keep supporting them you know um, although from a two meter distance now, but um, yeah, you know, be there. I love that, you know, first of all, that example, that anecdote of the, of the physics teacher is a great one to, to wrap us up on because it's so hope-filled. And also this connection to the growth mindset, Hamish, that's huge because, I mean, every school now is, is focused on Carol Dweck's teaching the growth mindset. And for students to watch the teachers grow um, as well, to give them that permission, right, is huge. But I'm also thinking about um, how uh, with, with, with this growth mindset and how so much, the way you've just kind of shared in these past 15 minutes about what these online classrooms can provide in terms of connection, in terms of um, you know, understanding kind of your students on a, on a different level and, and looking out the window and taking a picture of what you see and describing it, et cetera. We've, a lot of teachers, when I talk with them, and when I'm meeting with teacher groups, talk about how siloed they feel in the classroom. And my final question for you, Hamish, is this. Is there any way that you can help teachers to feel less siloed in what they're doing now? Because, like, in other words, is there any, like, at your school or do you know of any schools that have really taken into consideration the fact that it's almost like the siloed classroom is compounded because not only are you, you know, it's one thing to know that on either side of you, the walls either side of you, there are other, other teachers teaching, but it's something very different when you're teaching from home. It's like a doubling down of the silo effect. So what advice can you leave us with about how to have us feel less isolated as teachers? Because some great ideas are, need to be shared, like the 70-year-old physics teacher. Yeah, um, I think so. Just doubling back a little bit on that, um, what one of the ways we went about planning for this was to look towards Asia, to look to Hong Kong, to look to those schools which have been facing disruption for three months earlier. Partly because the uh, the COVID outbreak started in Asia, but also because they've had disruption with the riots and 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 all those problems that were going on in Hong Kong. So we've had lots of learning from them, and one of the things that came back really strong was the well-being of staff is super important. It's much harder to teach. Uh, video based lesson to do video instruction than it is to 
uh, manage a dynamic when the children are in front of you and you can give them the teacher look or you can you know you, you know you can do all those kind of things that which you which you're used to doing in your classroom um so we've taken advice you know we, we we've looked at schools who are a week in front of us two weeks in front of us three months in front of us um in terms of their deployment of technology um in a remote learning context um and that came across loud and clear that you need to look after your st staff that they need the equivalent of a staff room where they can come in and get a cup of coffee and say well that was a bit of a ropey lesson or well that went really well you should try this you know all, all that, that that kind of buzz that you get in a staff room so it's really important to keep those dialogues going um, now there's lots of ways you can do that you know you can do this via chat rooms you can do this via twitter i mean the, the power of twitter as a as a, a professional learning network is just extraordinary um, i really encourage um, educators to build a professional learning network to connect with people who are doing similar roles with them worldwide and and, and share ideas and practice because there's just so much great um, pd you can get from there it's it, it's, it's amazing um, but also things like the, the, the Google, the Apple, the Shobi, uh, the Microsoft learning communities are fantastic for, um, you know, magpie and ideas and getting um, little nuggets which can make a big difference and, and, and deploying them in your school. Um, so I think those two things really, um, partly looking at what other schools are doing and how they've, they've really um, recognised the need for staff wellbeing, recognised the need to keep meaningful connections between staff if that's picking up the phone, if it's doing a Teams meeting or a Zoom, Zoom meeting as a faculty where you can chime in and you can do things. There's been a great rise, I don't know if you've seen it, in virtual pubs online. Um, it's really funny, but there's some quite fun education ones going on when uh, you, the, the rule is you have to have a drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic, but you have to have a drink on the go. And um, you can just talk about your day and you can say, look, this was really tough or the technology here isn't working for me or it is working. And, you know, it's a great place to have um, meaningful conversations. I've learned so much from just um, certainly from our safeguarding perspective, hearing what's gone wrong or what's gone well in other countries and, and, and what things to consider. And as a result of those conversations, we've started with all of our video cameras off. The, the, the students can see us, but we can't see them. But we know that we've got the facility to turn that on if, if we decide that in a week's time, in, in a month's time, we want to have that face-to-face -face connection a bit more. Um, we've learned lots about how we can use live captioning so that our um, foreign students can pick up our voices. We've learned about how to speak slower and more clearly and to plan for less so that we're not trying to get a million things in. Teachers always over plan. So just draw it back a little bit. Give people some time to actually, you know, breathe. Um, so that's been really good. So learning from that experience and I think just pushing um, things like, uh, you know, Reach Teach Talk podcast or, or, or PLN so that you can actually go and find the people doing similar things to you and, and, and learn from their experience because, you know, we are human beings are social creatures, right? We need to talk to people. We need to interact with people. And um, if we can't do that physically, uh, let's find those ways of doing it online and, and connecting. Um, the last one I'll leave you with is, is we did a little thing just before we closed the doors yesterday to say to thank our staff for the, the innovation they've put forward in the last couple of um, days. And uh, we, we've done two things. One of them was to give feedback to the whole group. And it was just great hearing the positivity come back from staff who are learning and growing and having a go at this and saying, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do a good job for our staff. So getting that collective team spirit going with staff. And the second thing, which is really nice, a colleague of mine um, anonymously uh, emailed, polled the student body and said, um, you know, our teachers are all going to miss you. Can you can you give us some stuff back about what we your messages back to your teachers? And what came back was really, really lovely. It was it was messages from all different stages of the school 
people saying we really appreciate what they're doing they're going the extra mile we want to keep connected we want to do this and just little snippets of lessons that they've remembered it didn't have to be online or offline so that you can leave staff with this 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 sense of okay it's going to be tough in front of us but look at what you're doing for children look at the connections you're making look at how your other staff are in the same position as you your colleagues are in the same position with you, with you, as you we're all going for it we're all going to try but it makes a difference so keep doing it keep innovating keep pushing the boundary Hamish McKenzie this has absolutely been a wonderful conversation in terms of remembering that yeah as you said as you started off with actually it's yes we can talk about platforms we can talk about hardware we can talk about software we can talk about that that you know whether you're using zoom or skype or whatever but really this is all about the spirit of teaching and it's all about preserving and maintaining the relationships and with teacher to student and also as we've wrapped up in this conversation from colleague to colleague and administrator to colleague and Anyhow, your your stories, your spirit uh, is is absolutely inspiring, and I'm so grateful for your time. Uh, seven hours across. I'm drinking my I'm drinking my coffee, my morning coffee, and you're settling in for maybe your uh, online happy hour, your online pub uh, <laughs> shortly. So uh, I better go and top up. <laughs> so you get a top up exactly. Thank you very very much, Hamish. Thanks for all you're doing. It's it's great. I really enjoy your podcast. Thank you very, very much. Looking forward to having this uh, out there for the world to benefit from your wisdom. Thank you.